right. Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies formerly of the Upper Deck. I'm Jeremy Rist. And I'm Kyle Scoble. And we break down all the home games of the second season. And we got the first game here. We got a game to break down, a regular season game. It happened. The season began. It opened in a glorious, sunny Los Angeles day. The weather was great. Um, The game, not so much. Angel City lost two to one. Tough. Um, we got robbed from the hey, ref. I'm fucking fuming, bro. We got robbed. I mean, like, there's no matter whatever else gets said this episode. Like, it needs to kind of be prefaced with. Uh, we got robbed. We got a goal we taken away. Robbed. We got a we goal. We were actually robbed. We should have had at least two goals. Um, the PK they got arguably wasn't a PK. And then we had a free kick later, like the last minute, that maybe should have been a PK. And all three calls went against us. So that's all robbing. three, All three. So what an insanely terrible rollout for VAR to start the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, VAR last season, 0 for 2. <laughs> 0 for 2, 0 for potentially 3. VAR yeah. struck out with three entire chances in just the first game of the season. Um, I mean, last year, like there were moments that we complained about the refereeing and like potentially missed penalty kick calls or maybe a, a PK being too soft, but right. three instances in just one game where every decision goes against the home team. Yeah. And like two of them were plays that VAR said you messed up. So they went and reviewed it and changed. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, especially because it's like, <laughs> so let you know, if we didn't have VAR, so June Endo's goal gets called back. She like chips the keeper from 40 yards out and hits the post. And it's amazing. And it's great. And it was like a really heads up play. And it gets called back because there is a foul on the play where Angel City gets possession back. Um, I think it's like Danny Weatherholt does it maybe. But um, yeah, Weatherholt, I think spilling like Kelly O'Hara in a pass that kind of like you know, a little bit of a hospital ball from McCaskill, if I remember. Right. And it's yes. coming to Weatherholt, yeah. and she kind of bodies O'Hara out of the way to, like, you know, make sure that the team retains yeah, possession. Yeah, I mean, it was like a 50-50 ball. It wasn't... I mean, yeah. it's basically a 50-50 ball, not one that, like, Kelly O'Hara had that we tackled her off of. Right, exactly. I think that's kind of the key. Yeah. And it so, happened right in front of the referee. Yeah. So if that's a foul, it. then call it. If you right. don't call it and the play goes on and a player scores a goal from 40 out, then that's on you, buddy. Like you had the ability to make that call. You didn't make that call. And then we went and scored a goal. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you either call it really tight or you let it go a little bit. But those things happen. And it's I like, couldn't believe. And like, I guess that decision is coming from like, you know, the VAR official, maybe not the referee himself or something. Like, Yeah. So anytime, the exact, anytime it like, gets called to VAR that means the fourth official who's in a video room I don't know if they're in a centralized location for NWSL or not normally they are though but pretty much the ref watching the video has radioed it down to the center ref and said that there's a clear and obvious mistake that's been made and so that's when they go to VAR and I have now, issue with that because it's obviously not clear and obvious then the review took like 10 minutes yeah well so I think this is kind of my biggest Gripe, and I think this is why I think I have the most issue with the endo goal getting called back. Um, yeah, that was by far the worst. By like, far the worst. If without without VAR, I don't think there's a complaint on Gotham's side. Like there, like no one was like, "Oh man, they missed a call there." Like it's not like it was close, and it could have gone fifty fifty. Like that's just that's just a no call. So that's the one I'm most perturbed by. For sure. I mean, it's also like clear, like, so even VAR getting into the weeds, like I had to read up on it yesterday to be like, hold, hold the fuck up. You know, like, how am I, how is my night getting ruined by these dudes? You know? Mm-hmm. And like, it turns out that I guess it's like a company in Atlanta who runs all of the video refereeing like services basically. And so like mm-hmm. you're videoing in from Atlanta into Los Angeles to say like, no, we need to go back and take a look at this like foul in midfield and potentially erase like a career defining goal, you know, from like 40 yards out from a player in this yeah. home. Like, 
get the fuck out of here. That is not what VAR is for. No, exactly. Like some this fucking not nerd in Atlanta to like video in and be like, yeah, I don't Bro. know, man. You know, it's looking pretty shady from here. Like if that ref missed that call, that ref missed that call. Like fuck we're dudes. going back and reviewing fucking like collisions in midfield. If you're a nerd, fuck you. Oh, unreal, man. No, unreal. I'm joking. I like nerds. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's super annoying and it's a super rough start. Um, and like, we you know, we talked about, we, I wanted Endo to step up and I think this is kind of like the perfect example of it, um, of just being like, you know what? I have this moment and I have, I see a chance and I'm going to take it. We didn't see that out of her last year. So it was super cool to see her do that. And then to get it taken back, um, it was brutal. And, and even to I just think- be just be feeling the flow of the game and kind of like riding that momentum of the home crowd and kind of you know this is already coming after mm-hmm. like an incredible goal from Alyssa Thompson yeah you know outside the eighteen we got to get to that you know, still yeah yeah but I mean obviously like the game like was overshadowed by the refereeing the first thing we're talking about is terrible use of VAR and not. Yeah. you know, this heroic like goal from Melissa Thompson, but like, there's still even more to get to with the VAR. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. was so bad. And so then even the only, the the second, maybe most worst one is the PK that they end up right. calling right. against us. That if you go back and look at the replay, which of course is like hard to find. And I was almost, just going like, to say, where, where are you watching nowhere. that replay? Cause it is not in the normal highlights of the game. <laughs> Not in the normal highlights. Um, the only yeah. angle I've seen on it looks like Didi doesn't even touch her. Yeah, it's tough. The highlight, the replay in boot in stadium. Uh, wait, this was the one they didn't play the replay for. This is the no, one no, where they did. Where, they did. It's the last one they didn't play the replay for, right? Yeah, the last one is scrubbed completely. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. there's only one angle on it, and it looks basically like Didi comes out like aggressively and then does the smart thing, which is like avoid contact. Right. You know, like she was, she put herself in a compromised like situation for Mm -hmm. sure. But like, if we're using the words clear and obvious, there's nothing clear and obvious about her clipping that player. That player jumped up to avoid Didi and Didi avoided her. Right. Well, I think they're probably, so they're probably going to just say, I'm not defending this before I explain a potential answer. I'm not defending this. I think they're going to say like, had the player left their foot in, it would have been a foul. And at that point you shouldn't require player potential to get potentially injured just to prove a foul was there. Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's there. That's one explanation. There's going to be a million different ways to kind of explain it. But again, but that's just like, again, a soft call and like not something clear and obvious, you know, and it happened like, you know, three whole minutes after the actual incident occurred. So I'm over here thinking like, okay, I think we might've gotten away with one, you Mm -hmm. know, cause at Mm -hmm. the time, like at the speed of play, you know, it did look like, oh, okay, that's sketchy. You know, that was, that was pretty reckless. That was dangerous. But then, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely a play that, you know, you're like, you know, yeah, you hold your potential PK, (laughs) but then to make it like three whole minutes after that, and it doesn't get called. And then they like, go and do the VAR or whatever. I just hate the rollout of that. That's so Mm -hmm. obnoxious. Like if play starts back up, it's almost like the NFL kind of thing of like, if you hike the ball and the play's going, we're not going to go back and then review it. Yeah, yeah. So like too much had already happened at that point to like go back and start reviewing that. And then that leads us to the third terrible incident with VAR, which is like, if that's how you're behaving, if that's how you're behaving there, where we can like three whole minutes later go back and review a potential foul, then why are we not looking at a potential PK at the very end of the game for Angel City? Simone Charlie's in on goal, gets tripped from behind, and it looks like she's in the box. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't review it. They didn't even look at it. There's nothing apparently, there's nothing the nerds see there to look at. Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't seen another angle of that or anything really. So we don't, we're not in a position really to even. And like, obviously, dude, the difference between like a pet, like a free kick right outside the box, that that's just such a low percentage, like shot. It's even yeah, better you, to have you it want two it farther or three back yards, like point. a little further back yeah. because like the angle is going to be terrible. Exactly. So like giving us exactly. a free kick there is kind of like. 
that's the universal like I don't really want to give you a PK and let you off the hook which also I'm like what do you mean you don't want to you already robbed us of like two goals essentially so like yeah like look at it give it to us if it's there and it's like you know in front of this home crowd and everything I'm just like why are we getting screwed so hard at home I mean, Darla really agrees with this. Dude, Darla's over there just moaning. <laughs> yeah, she is like, she's like, Jeremy, preach, preach. Oh my God. It's so brutal though, dude. Yeah. Like we have, we have a great home field. We have a great home environment. You know, we're selling this game out and like for everybody to leave like that, it's, that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's no, crazy. Um, what, it, it, like people are booing at the end of the game and we're on, <laughs> we're on the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they're basically yeah. just booing the refs, and like it's such a family friendly environment there. Like, I was, I felt a little bit hamstrung too because I'm just like, oh my god, I got to start letting them rip, but I'm surrounded by like cute little families and stuff, and I'm just like, be on, you know, need uh-huh. to be on my best behavior there or whatever. I'm gonna save it for the pod later, but like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Yeah, what the fuck? Actually robbed. Yeah, it's tough, and it's like you know, any critique we kind of levy on the team after that, like for today's game is kind of, always just going to have that asterisk next to it of like, we got robbed in the first half and it like completely altered the game. Yeah. So, and you I, know. like, I don't even, I, I mean, part of me wants to say like, we have to be better and not let things like that throw you off. But like, you know, our players are human. Mm-hmm. Like, and how do you not, how does that not throw you off? Like when you're yeah. at home, you're in your house with surrounded by your fans and someone's basically coming in and just like disrespecting you like that, who you're not allowed. And then, you know, that leads to like four yellow cards from our team. Yeah, Allie Riley yellows yellow card. for the PK. Didi yellow card. Katie Johnson yellow card. McCaskill yellow card. I mean, for me, that's just a ref who's lost control of the game. And that's them just like freaking out and just like kind of going on a power trip. And it's just like, what? Keep talking. Like, do it. I dare you. You know, like it's just a, it's a, it's so a ref obnoxious. that's lost control at that point. So obnoxious. Yeah. Um, but I really sincerely hope we never see that guy again. Um, <laughs> Eligio, Oreguin. Um, yeah, I hope that we're not having another game refereed by him. Um, I mean, he's working in collaboration with the VAR. It's really not like VAR is some like omniscient, you know, creature that you can't like question or refute or something like that. I mean, I mean as far as I'm concerned, it's the Illuminati. So. it's either them or Vegas or like someone had the fix was in the fix was absolutely (laughs) in. They were like, Whoa, like we can't have teenagers and you know, like scoring, scoring all these goals for angel city. Like we had a very different storyline for this. Um, But that was bullshit, man. That was was. absolute bullshit. And I think it totally ruined the experience. It definitely makes it tough. I mean, it makes it tough to really kind of pull anything away from the game. You know, it's like we, we you know, we, we have some critiques and some stuff we liked and stuff we, we didn't like. But at the end of the day, it really makes it hard. And I think that's where a lot of the complaints and anger come from. Yeah. And no, it's, it's like, like you can't really talk about what this, happened with the game. The referee stole the show. The VAR stole the show. Like, did you watch what was the Elite Eight game that had the foul on the final shot? Um, yeah, the, guy, the, the guy's hip got pushed. And right. like Charles and those guys were talking about it for 15, 20 minutes at the end of the game. And it's just like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it just completely consumes the game. And well, so, you know, um, and at least that one is is somewhat controversial in the sense of like it's hard to tell. You know, it's hard to tell. Is that a foul? Yeah, I mean, people in the the, people in the the, studio definitely felt both ways about it, which is why the conversation kind of worked. It wasn't like everybody agreeing, (laughs) right? Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Well, but I mean, so then let's like talk about the subject of kind of like controversialness because, like, one of these issues that I'm having now, even just with the NWSL in general, is this kind of like you know only good vibes are accepted. Like if anything looks like it's going to be somewhat controversial, we're just going to cut it out completely. Right. And like, I really don't appreciate that. Like if you're going to make all these controversial calls and like bring in VAR to essentially like get rid of controversy or whatever you're trying to do with VAR ruin games, if that's the plan or whatever, I mean, at the very least, like lean into the fact that controversial things still did happen and people can feel some type of way about that 
because like scrubbing them from the highlights and kind of like acting like there's not much to see here is so insulting to like the fan who's trying to get into the sport and the team and the league and all that kind of stuff. Like I understand that controversy happens. I understand that bad calls get made. What I want to do is be able to take a look at that and judge for myself and yeah. see like how upset do I really need to be getting and That's like exactly hiding it. it from us is like, it's just demeaning. That's exactly it. You know, it's like if someone missed the game and watched those highlights and then went and talked to a fan, the fan's going to be like, that that was at the game, they're going to be talking kind of, I think, almost two different ways about the game. Um, yeah, you wouldn't know. And they, yeah, so their entire opinion kind of shifts at that point. And it really almost feels like sports washing to some degree or like some sort of PR washing. <laughs> um, no, I, I get that. I totally agree. And like, I think you even see that with like um, people not wanting to talk about press's injury. Yeah, totally. You know, like no one is talking about the fact that she still has SEI next to her name. And I think it's because if you bring that up, that negativity, you're just going to be shouted down or it's just, it's not, there's, there's no place for it. Everyone's just going to be like, it's not officially SEI. They're just saying that because it was that last year. And it's like, is it? But regardless. Um, yeah. Well, on that, I mean, on that note too. So like going into this game, we're missing Sydney LaRue. We don't know, you know, we don't know what the deal is with her timetable for return. Um, we could have absolutely definitely used her. She would um, be helpful. Yeah. And, you know, and then Merit, Merit Matthias is now injured. like an injured 32 year old that we signed in the off season. So we got rid of like super reliable, dependable, like Tyler Lucy, who at the very least you could kind of count on last year to be like showing up. I also I want to shout out Lucy for her first game with the courage because she played a really good right mid game and was playing some really good through balls and just shout out to her. Well, it's just yeah, I mean, like I'm happy for her, but I'm pissed as an Angel City fan because yeah. I'm like, okay, so we got rid of Lucy for another mystery injury, like over thirty player. Yeah, the starting off injury just sucks so much. It just like, sucks so much like, for everyone, on, for them man. and for the fans because it's kind of like. We don't really know what to expect or anything. And then there's like this built up anticipation and it's just, that's not how you kind of want your first impression to be. So yeah, it's not the rollout that anybody wants. Anybody. Exactly. Um, And I'm not, I'm like, you know, injuries happen. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I think, you know, I'm not trying to like shit on merit here for just being injured or whatever. It's just like, it's just frustrating to go into a season like that. That's crazy. The beginning of the season is kind of the one time of the year you can expect no injuries. Like any other time of the year, you can't really say that, you know? And so to just never be able to say that <laughs> we're two years in and we still can't say that it's annoying. Right. Um, um, it's annoying. But I want to yeah. talk about the defense though, then for a little bit, because I actually really did not like um, our starting back four. I thought we had, the, we, we sniffed it out, you know, in the preseason game when Allie Riley subbed in it right back. And yeah. Nielsen stayed on the left side. We were like, well, that's a What's little strange. There? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, we saw it in the preseason and we know that it's probably going to be stuck, you know, because that's what we know of, of Freya at this point. But And just to confirm for the for the listeners, for those that not, might not remember, it was Paige Nielsen at left back, Reed and Gordon at center backs, and then Allie Riley at right back. And so, and I guess from that, like maybe Nielsen is left-footed. I mean, I think of her more I as kind of, of a right-footed. That's so it's right-footed. It's entirely not possible two, two-footed kind of player. But we saw her mostly last year playing um, and stepping up in the absence of Gilles and yeah. the absence of Gordon. Yes. And so Nielsen was basically like you know a very very serviceable center back with a with a good passing ability. I think we were thinking about her maybe for the six this year when we talked about right the preseason stuff. Right. Um, we don't see her playing center back. We don't see her playing the six. We end up seeing her at left back. Yeah. Um, and she gets a lot of action at the left back position, but that somehow means that like Riley becomes a right back and looking at the FOP mob, um, gradings, Nielsen mm-hmm. gets a better rating than Riley does with a 7.1 to a 6.6. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Riley played particularly well. I don't think she really got involved in the offense like at all. I saw a number of bad passes from that weaker right foot of hers. I just think you are completely eliminating 
a good weapon with her left foot by putting her on the right side of the field. She never once cut inside and used the left foot for anything. Right. So that's like the only thing is like, if you're going to put both of your outside backs opposite of what they like kind of strong foot is, the expectation is that they'll then be cutting in because at least they're on their strong foot at that point, but neither of them were doing that. And so we kind of aren't getting any advantage out of doing it. So it almost felt like we're trying to be too cute with it. I mean, yeah, like way too, I mean, yeah, way too cute with that. And and Riley's not like able to really even utilize her right foot enough to kind of just play the normal type of passes to a right midfielder that you would expect. And so that resulted in basically just nothing happening from the mm-hmm. right side. Mm-hmm. So then with that weird, weird back force setup, then we have a midfield combination of endo playing like left midfield right weatherholt playing kind of a center defensive midfield yeah she was holding and mccaskill playing an attacking midfielder we're like playing a four four three Kinda, which is like yeah. impossible to even play with just like a, a complete you know ghost of a right midfielder like at, where is the balance there yeah i think it was very unbalanced um and you see that um, Ariel Drawer, apologies if I mispronounced your last name. Um, she like is really good with stats and posts a lot of stats related stuff and did a, a passing network from the game for our teams through the first 60 minutes. So it's not through the whole game, but the Angel City one is horribly lopsided to the left. Um, mm-hmm. Danny, Page, June are kind of the biggest dots. And then the next one is Sarah Gordon. Um, and then it kind of goes McCaskill, Riley, Reed. Um, but like Emsley is a tiny dot. Emsley was, was really not involved at all last night, which is a bummer. Um, yeah. But and, I mean, that's because she's playing right forward and there's no right midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. We're not bringing the, the ball the over right there. Back, like not only is there not a right midfielder, then the right back is a super left-footed player. Who's always who's looking like center. Always looking center or trying to go left. Yeah, because exactly because that's where her strong foot is. Exactly. She can't play that ball down the line. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of played Emsley out of the game in a weird way. Um and she got a six point four, one of the worst ratings on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And it, it's super weird too, because it's just like just put Riley behind Endo and you just have a rock left side right there. Yeah, if anything, play Nielsen out of position and throw yeah, her to the right back. Exactly. Or or play Jasmine Spencer. At right back, who did who it really la- well. Who played right back all of last year and yeah. is, is healthy. Is healthy, exactly. He was our um, starting right back last year. She's available. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. The outside backing was was weird. It was, it, you know, and it's not like the... It's not like they played poorly. I think they were doing the best they could in a position they're not necessarily super familiar with. Um and I mean, this this just makes me all like we're starting out with Freya. Like, you know, we, both of us were already kind of like eh, last year was like super mediocre, if not below right the standard that we would expect. And especially in a like jam packed Western Conference, it looks like we have the worst coach between like us, San Diego, Portland, and Seattle. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't like all those teams coaches. are like real serious and everything. And and she's coming in with these goofy ass lineups, playing people completely out of position, you know, well, nobody. Like, and that's part of the reason it. that they get the images wrong every single time when we're going yeah, into, I know we make fun of the club for doing that. But at the same time, like Freya's fucking with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, if you gave us that list of names and told us to make a graphic, our shit would probably look different too. Yeah. Totally. Than what like would end up being out there because yeah, like, the graphic people sure as hell don't know. Yeah. I don't think Freya barely knows. Well, and it's like super weird because it's like Freya refused change last year and then opens up this year with this like weird outside back swap. It just feels almost out of character in a weird way. Yeah. So. I, I can't, I can't square that circle. I, I really can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that midfield, that midfield was, was nowhere close to what we needed. Like well, and I think the, playing the four three three is too weird of a formation to have all these people specializing in certain things that they're not allowed to do, like in this formation. Yeah, I mean, it's just it d- does not feel like it's playing to the strengths of the players, or at least the players still haven't fully wrapped their head around how we want to be playing. Um, so I'll agree with you there. 
I mean, I also think McCaskill, so McCaskill did not have a good game. Like sure touch was off. Um, and it just, it's, it's when we don't have other people, you notice those games a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have someone to sub on for McCaskill when she's having a rough game or like if she has a dip of a couple bad games, like what do we do? What are we going to do? And I think yeah, that's where the, the whole team, the whole offense is still built around like her being like Zinedine Zidane basically. Yeah. And it's becoming very apparent. She's not. Um, and I think this is where a lot of the concerns came from with like the cries about the midfield is like, what happens when they're not playing well, which inevitably happens. Every player has a down part of the season mm-hmm. and we barely have enough starters to begin with. So what happens when those people get down or go down with an injury? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is kind of the perfect example of that is we're kind of, we're going to live and die by the form of that midfield. And yeah. And there's just not somebody who's going to push her for those minutes. That's why, that's yeah. why not upgrading um, the midfield was a huge mistake. And if anything, you downgraded the midfield when everyone was screaming about how like <laughs> yeah, with Ricardo, you know, we needed more in the midfield. We got rid of a starter, replaced them with nobody. And, you know, there's just not like Lebahan's not pushing McCaskill for minutes. Lily mm-hmm. Nabbit's not pushing McCaskill for minutes. Like, yeah, I will say if I, if we're going to stick with this trio, I do think they need to change the formation a little bit and have Weatherholt and McCaskill sit behind Endo and just be like, you three focus on the middle of the field. Let the right back and the right winger worry about the right wing. You know, like you three stay in the center. Weatherholt, McCaskill, sit behind Endo. Savannah can do her long passes. Endo, I think, is the best connector we have and will just have the best opportunity of connecting the midfield and attack and the defense in midfield. So that's that's what I would do if we're going to stick with this three, and I think we're going to stick with this three. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, again, like you know, just to just to hammer the point home, like I've never been married to the idea of a four three three. I don't like this formation. Like we're not creating chances. We're you know we're playing people out of position. And like, you know, the margins are just so small, like for error. And that's why like the VAR can deflate this team so much. Like the team's going out there knowing the margins are small. Yeah. And like, that's why you want to stack a roster in the off season. That's why you want to bring in so much talent that you look like a juggernaut. And especially when we're playing in this awesome venue in front of like sold out crowds and stuff like that. Like we need an advantage because other teams are coming into this stadium with it being like one of their most exciting games of the year. They can't wait to come to LA. They can't right. wait to play in front of a sold out crowd in a soccer only stadium with perfect weather. Like it's exciting for them. It's and not going to be like that when we go to Louisville, when we go to Carolina, when we go to Orlando, like mm-hmm. the team doesn't get like, super jazz to kind of go to destinations like that. But every other team, it's like, it reminds me very much of being like a Duke basketball fan because like, you know, watching those teams every season, it's always these other teams. Biggest game is when like Duke comes to town. And so Mm -hmm, like we get mm -hmm. the best shot from all these teams and, you know, or like going into Cameron, people really want to like perform and shut the crowd up and stuff. And Allie even referenced that in her, post-game presser. Yeah, she, she was did. like, she you did. know, oh, these other these teams want to come and like really shut the crowd up and that's, you know, and like that's that's a disadvantage actually for Angel City. And that's why it's important to get the roster right and the formation right and like set these players up for success. Yeah, I mean, it really just feels like they need to go back to basics. Go back to like a simpler formation that might be... um just a little less thinking involved because it just feels like they still haven't figured out what they want to be doing with the four, three, three. And I agree that like for whatever reason, they haven't been able to find the players to fit this four, three, three smoothly and nicely. Um, and cause it's like, here's the thing that Gotham team started six new players. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they and kind Krieger of felt a little down. more Krieger went down in like the 10th minute, 10th minute. Like yeah. they felt almost a little more cohesive than we did at times. Yeah, you know but they're playing a, a four 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 one type. Yeah, type it's like a thing. four one four one. But you get this midfield, you get this diamond in the middle still. Um, so yeah, no, exactly. I I, I think it's and maybe it's like you keep working on the four three three, and then we bring it back out later in the season 
when LaRue is back or something like that. And like, we've had time yeah. to practice it and we're feeling it and it can kind of be how we evolve during the season so that teams can't get too comfy with us. I mean, really though, like a four, three, three, I guess to me only makes sense. If you've got like three forwards that you just can't possibly decide between. Yeah. You or know, you have like, three, you really have three like good center mids that can play together. Um, yeah, I could see that being one too. But yeah, you look at this and it's like, well, well no, you definitely don't have that in the midfield. Like, Endo's yeah. not going to work with Weatherholt and McCaskill. And she just naturally drifts to the left with that left yeah, foot. You which know? makes so sense like, with the way she plays, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, definitely. That's not going to be that. And then like, you know, Johnson looked good out there. Like Thompson looked good. But Emsley being this kind of trio of forwards, like Emsley doesn't, She's, I mean, she's really good, but she's not like, oh, you have to have her in the starting lineup or else, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, it won't make sense or we got to worry about like locker room dysfunction at a yeah. certain point or yeah, something. Yeah. I'm like, no way. No totally. way. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I just think they have to bite the bullet and just be like, look, we might be a forward heavy squad, but we're only going to have two forwards on the team uh, in the starting lineup, at least right now. Um, well, so. and, and then there's the problem with being like center back heavy in the sense of like, we have too many center backs, but that doesn't mean that they start playing outside back over top of other, like the yeah. captain of your team, the captain yeah, of your team. I don't is agree with moving around. Riley. I do. Yeah. I want to put my foot down here. Freya, stop <laughs> fucking with Riley. Stop fucking with Riley, dude. Like she's the captain of the team. Like she plays left back. Just like it's done. That's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, this constant shuffling, crazy. you don't feel like you ever get, you know, the players aren't going to be able to get comfortable and build a rhythm with each other if there's going to be this kind of positional shifting. You know, it's different. If you, I mean, it's it's embarrassing for Freya to come out and say, like, this is how we're going to start the year and for it to just, like, go that poorly. And for the second half, particularly, to just kind of, like, go that poorly. Like, what we, we are such a bad second half team. And so that's what I like want to we say. We were a bad second half team last year. And it looks VAR like it's starting up aside, again. VAR aside, that second half was not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, it really wasn't. Uh, you know, and then that's exactly it. It's just the same story as last year. Mm -hmm. Hot start. Can they hold on? Can we white knuckle for 60 minutes? You know? Yeah. And that's just because we're not creating enough chances. Like, the yeah, and players you on see the that field, with our expected lineup. goals. Our expected goals didn't even get to one. Really? It was 0.9 expected goals from that game. Interesting. And, um, yeah. And the, the Gotham were 1.4 expected goals. Interesting. So if you're under one expected goals, for me, that feels like a trance creation problem before a forwards missing opportunities problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I you know? think that's that's what that stat says for sure. And, and I would in and anecdotally it felt that way. Yeah. You know. And that's kind of, you know, one of the things like I think it's particularly frustrating to me because I grew up playing like right midfield. And I feel yeah, like that position out of everything is just getting absolutely disrespected, like with this lineup and with these strategies. Like right midfielders can bring a lot to the table. Mm -hmm. Like you can you could give good service. Like Johnson looked really tall out there. We didn't once kind of like play a ball into the box looking for her head. I liked um, the way Johnson played that center forward. She looked really comfortable with her back to goal. And totally, that's the kind yeah. of forward I think we need at this moment without and we don't have, press, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like when, when those two are not on the field, we really need that center forward to be able to get a pass hold it and lay it off. And she, she really looks she comfortable that. doing that. She so that, that was good. Times. She, and that's reflected in her, um, grade she got a 7.2 yeah she did one get a of the better grade. one so she's she in the did. green um but yeah she played really well and she looked good there but yeah no service no chances created for her um you know nothing coming down the right hand side like at all it was only coming down the left mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know and yeah and just underutilizing what could be what what could be a position that Jasmine Spencer could be great at, you know, like right midfielder. She looks like she could be a great right midfielder to me. Yeah, 352, 343, you know there's a lot of ways we can do that. Um and like, you know, quickly back to the outside backs. Um but like Lynn Williams was, you know, going for a walk in the park on the right yeah, side in the second half. She had yeah. beyond. I mean, she she could have built a house out there. 
you know, yeah. like you, on the it, goal it, that it, she scored, she had a uh, an hour to think about it yeah. and line it up. And, you could you could see it coming from a mile away. Um, yeah. and and that's where it's kind of like I wonder if it's like a lack of tactical changes at halftime from Freya or something. Like, is she just coming in at halftime and it's like, cool, let's just keep doing it? Like, I, I it's just weird because. It feels like teams can kind of have a chance to talk about it and they figure us out and then they make a change and then it works in the second half and we're never making a change in the second half. Dude, and it's not is, even subs. Yeah. It's not even subs. It's like tactically, you know, yeah, no, just I, like no, little exactly tweaks. So, and I agree. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's basically the experience of having a worse coach than the other team is what we're <laughs> describing. You know, like you can't, you go in to halftime and you're like, well, we know that they're not really going to get a pump up speech and there will be no tactical adjustments that are going to help them in the second half. So it's really on these ladies to go figure it out for themselves. And like, yeah. I mean, not good enough, dude, not good enough. Not with this, not when they're trying to talk about when it's venture capital FC and we're talking about like billion dollar valuation, billion dollar baby. valuations, dude, like you ain't getting a fucking thousand dollar valuation with like tactics like this. Yeah. 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 Rough, rough sucks. But I mean, I think Thompson did very well. Some good, some so the, the good parts of the game. I think I think Johnson did well. I think Thompson continued to prove that like there are no concerns about her. I don't think yeah. we should be worried about. Took her, her ten being whole able... minutes to score this time though, which yeah. is a little. I was like, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, it took her twice as long. So I guess you know she's like slowing down a little bit. She's but... slowing down a little bit for sure. <laughs> um, I think you know Endo completed a lot of passes. Fat Mob doesn't have her as highly rated, but. Um, she only missed four passes according to the NWSL website and completed like, I think it was like 25 mm -hmm. plus. So like, that was cool to see her um, kind of like be on it. And then, like I said, looking for that shot for that goal was cool. You know, that's the kind of stuff we want to see her doing. And banging year. that. I mean, damn. Yeah, dude. she hit it well. Yeah. She hit it really well. Um, and like, yeah, so I think she combined well with Thompson. Um Gordon looked good. Um, I think the rust is off. That Club America game was rusty, and it, it should be. She hadn't played for over a year, but I thought she looked pretty good. She was really comfy on the ball. She wanted the ball, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, let's go ahead and take a little break then, and then when we come back, we'll keep getting into it. See you guys on the other side. All right, and welcome back. Sorry for the abrupt break there. We had to go reset a couple things, but um, sorry, Kyle, you were saying um, you thought Sarah Gordon looked pretty good. Yeah, I was liking, she felt a lot more comfortable. Um, she wanted the ball, it felt like. She would dribble forward and make that pass, which was cool. Um, and I think we're going to need that. So it was good to see her kind of progressing nicely back into into playing. You know, yep. she's... A former defender of the year and played every single minute this season before we got her. Um, yeah. She so, looked fast too. I saw a couple yeah. of moments where I was like, all right, she's got burners. Yeah, she does. Um, she's got some burners. So I think that was cool. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, we said earlier on, it's tough. It's it's with, with the way the VAR went and it's just like totally fucked with the mojo of the game. It's hard, you know, obviously they could have played better in the second half, but um, it's just hard when the momentum just gets kind of pulled out from under you like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, at the same time, like the substitutions, we got some, that was I cool. Mean, we got we three got subs, some, but that's not, that's not the type of subs that's going to like provide more say, chances. You know, Charlie obviously makes sense, but we're, throwing on Madison Hammond again to like what help us create goal scoring opportunities. Like I don't, yeah, I will say I don't it, get it. We brought two defenders on in the 72 first minute and Vignola we were, looked great, but she's a fucking defender, dude. Yeah. And we were down at that point. Yeah. Cause the second goal is in the 64th minute. So our first move was to bring on two defenders. Um, <laughs> in the 71st minute, two defenders yeah. down yeah. one, down one or no first, Sub would Charlie's in the fifty ninth right. minute, yeah. Right. So she, she comes first on sub. first. Yeah, yeah, and that so, makes more sense. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You bring the speedster on because it was Charlie for Johnson, right? 
I think no, so. It was Charlie for Emsley. Emsley. Okay. I'm okay with that though. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah. And then it was Johnson came off and Riley came off and Hammond and Vignola came on. And I think McCaskill kind of pushed up at that point. And so Madison occupied the third midfield. McCaskill occupied the forward. That is so tepidly like the I don't know, man. Most pushing McCaskill up offensive. <laughs> pushing McCaskill up in the 70th minute is not that's not pushing putting the team under pressure. I don't know. That's no that cannot way. be that cannot be us down a goal amping it up. No way. And and like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could also even see you just taking McCaskill off at yeah. that moment. She was not going with more speed. She was not having a good game. She was our lowest rated outfield player, and I probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, um when she's having that kind of a game, yeah, you just gotta you gotta You know, and I here's the other thing I will say about <laughs> MA Vignola coming on and looking good. Another fucking center back. Is she is she's another center back? Yeah, I mean, dude, what what is the deal with this roster, man? So this is not a serious roster. It's a we, weird we're, one. We've loaded up and we have like a center back on loan, another center back on loan. So this we is center also, backs on the bench. Like we you have can only play back, two center backs. We have some, we have some center back news since the last episode. Swaby, who was loaned out to Paris Saint-Germain, Angel City messed up the paperwork somehow. And so Swaby is not able to play for Paris. And I haven't heard if she's actually going to just stay and train with them, if she's even allowed to, or if she has to come back to Angel City to train. So I don't know how that's going to affect our roster. Like, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, that's a wild, like, you, uh, whatever the headline being, like somebody screwed up the paperwork and it's your team. I mean, it's just another non-serious kind of like example of like, what, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? And I think it's just coming on top of an off season where they made no moves. Right. You know, like it's like the timing of that news just makes it look and feel maybe worse than it actually is, but it's still bad. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're asleep in the off season and you can't get it together to like, turn the paperwork in on time or like fill out all the information fields that are needed before you like mash submit or something like that. But like at the same time, you weren't busy doing anything with this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To mess up a player on the way out and not bring players on the way in. It's kind of like, what, what are you doing? So yeah. Weird vibes to start this year too. I mean, like we didn't even get our press credentials before the game. Cause they're emailing us like late on a Friday night. You know, <laughs> instead of like hitting us with something during the week, me and me and Jess still have a whole like aisle in between our two seats. Have we brought gone, up like, the aisle, the seat fiasco on the pod yet? I don't know if we have. I don't know if we have, but basically like bought a couple seats for the season that turns out like there's an aisle in between us. Um, and like whenever I signed up for those tickets, it was like super not clear that there was an aisle in between. I'm amazed the stadium um, seating software allowed two tickets to be bought in one order that are not exactly next to each yeah. other. And so like, you know, raise this with the ticket office, but like haven't really had a resolution yet, you know, worked out for it or whatever. I'm hoping to get maybe like a parking pass or something, or, you know, essentially they have to like move our seats now at this point. And it's just been like weird dealing with the front office with that. Just getting like salespeople on the phone who are trying to like, upsell us or tell us they want to help us out and like get this resolved, but never like presenting any resolution to what we're dealing with. So like got weird vibes there, weird vibes with the press pass, um, even weird vibes, you know, in the stadium with just like the, the line for people to pick up their like season ticket holder gift was like half the stadium was in line the entire game. Angel City. Like that line was like wrapping around twice in the stadium. Like who was even watching the game? It is not cool to make your season ticket holders stand in a line for the season ticket holder gift at a game. It's not cool. It's not the norm. No one else does this. Mail that shit out. All right. Had to let that out. <laughs> Because that line was insane in the stadium. 
the atmosphere in the in the crowd levels would have been like noticeably like many decibels higher yeah if that line wasn't there yeah um so but yeah we also had really bad food this time around dude like ooh. i had pizza that was like cold on the inside and like warm on oh, the that's outside right. yeah, you guys had the, the multi-temperature pizza um, um i will say really gross cynthia and i aren't feeling the best today i don't know if that's food related but um the line for for burgers was insanely long the longest yeah. actually we've probably ever seen it for the plant-based food yeah so um we got a torta stand near us but i don't really do bread or meat <laughs> <laughs> so that sucks that's a bummer but, but were you happy with your new seats up in the top? So yeah, we are new seats. We do really like the view. We're right under the press box. So we're kind of the opposite end of the um, supporter section, like the other end of the field, but we're on the shady side um, and just kind of in that Critical. little mini upper deck area. That's like one section. Um, we did. We liked them. We're very happy with that view. Maybe try to get a little more. We're like right in the corner. So maybe we try to move a little bit more towards like the six yard box or 18 yard box. But I do mm -hmm. like that area we're in so far. Yeah, it's a cool area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So better than being blasted by the sun, which we would have been had we were in, been in our old seats. Yeah, absolutely. We were on the end of the field. We, we had a good view for Thompson's goal. I mean, like she was shooting like kind of almost towards us, which was cool. Very cool. Yeah. Kind of similar you, for you guys too for that first goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we were we were standing up during that first goal, um, just kind of munching on a burger. Uh, burger was pretty good, but there we go. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was a really exciting moment. Um, I, I love that she's got a penchant for kind of like starting early. Um, I thought she looked really positive throughout the game. Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. definitely, you know, with that being our our one move in the off season, I feel like at the very least we could say we hit on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. Think, they hit on that. That is not a miss in any way, shape, or form. And she just, yeah, she's so quick. I mean, she's she's tiny, but she's so quick. Um, and she has good balance too, so she's able to not get knocked off the ball easily and stuff. Yeah. Um, she mm -hmm. combines pretty well and just kind of, yeah, knows how to use her quickness and work within tight spaces. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's looking great, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that VAR decision and the all the decisions going against us and everything and just kind of dealing with another year of Freya I'm I'm like you know I'm I'm not feeling super optimistic at the moment this is my Monday overreaction uh, yeah I mean Monday it's definitely Monday action definitely some Monday overreaction but I think that could the I think the concerns people might have felt before the season I think this game kind of just affirmed them mm -hmm. um I don't think this game really did much to quell any fears people might have um, and that's a pretty good gotham team but dude all the teams are pretty good exactly and i think that's it it's like this gotham team like they're not bad but they're not special by nwsl standards and right. so it it just it's going to be worse against some other teams <laughs> yeah and they have a lot of names you know a lot of names that we recognize you know between muis like lynn williams ali long mitch purse Ali Krieger, Kelly O'Hara, Yasmin Ryan. That's a lot of names. Yasmin like she Ryan. was a part of the trade that when we got the the number one pick, she was kind of the centerfold. Right. We had to get Yasmin from Portland before we could actually get the number one pick from Gotham. Right. So yeah, and but but also like they had six new players. That wasn't like a team that knew each other. That wasn't yeah. this team that kind of had this swagger about it. They had a new coach. That was their coach's first game with them too. Wow. Wow. You know, it's like when you add all that stuff up, that makes this opening game a little side eye. Oh yeah. Um, in the in the Fat Mob poll, I mean, who who do you think will win? Fifty seven percent thought Angel City, twenty eight percent thought Gotham. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. a massive upset to start the season out, and Gotham I mean, was second even, to last in the West last year. Like they they you they know were bad. They yeah. were bad. Like our most dominant win was like basically was against, against the Gotham. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, this is the type of game too where I'm just like, man, you know, promotion relegation being in the women's game and, and just American soccer in general would be like fucking awesome. But yeah. like, these are the type of losses that like, if our league had promotion relegation, I'd be looking at this season as basically like after week one, it's like, 
Well, hey, let's make sure we'd that we stay scrap. up. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> like, would be in a relegation battle for we, sure. We look like we're going to be that team. I mean, you know, picked before the season to just be super average and right in the middle of everybody. Um, if you start off poorly, like, man, the the it could be hard to get back on track. Yeah. You know, that's with what all happened the injuries with that the we courage. have to... And what happened with the spirit last year? They had slow starts and they couldn't get it back together in time. Yeah, because then best case scenario is kind of like squeezing something out in the middle of the pack at the yeah. end of the year. You know. So um and you gotta win at home, man. You got gotta to. win at home. Got you gotta you gotta to. preserve the the home field has to be something, and especially when you're selling out like this. Like I really hate the concept that us selling out somehow gets other teams excited and makes it more difficult for us to perform. Yeah. What do like we do we, with that? We don't want them to be like looking forward to this game because they get to play in front of a big crowd and probably win. We want them to be nervous for this game so that they don't embarrass themselves on a big stage. And, and we, we just need a lot more firepower for that to be the case to like mm-hmm. flip things back into that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, next week, you know, if there's one team you kind of want to play next right now, it would probably be Orlando, the super young team that is in a huge rebuild. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is who we have next. It's away April 2nd, um, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, Paramount Plus, so 3.30 our time. You know, this is going to be then- a big one. You, if, this is a game where we kind of, we really have to dominate. If we don't win, we really need to dominate the game, though. And we like, are, yeah, we're we're in a must-win situation going into the second game of the season, right? Or like um, a must <laughs> must perform good and like look good situation. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, it's against it a team to do it against. You know, it re- yeah. Well, and I really wish that we had had access to that post-game presser too, because I'm dying to hear what what everybody was saying about that performance. I mean, I saw, you know, I think. Um, Allie and Katie of was Sarah Gordon out there talking oh, yeah, to you. We Gordon can't let was talking can't let to, VAR yeah. get us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And like you know, yeah, for sure, that's for sure, that's correct. Um, you, like they can definitely leave the bitch into us on on that one. I mean, Twitter, Angel City <laughs> Twitter was was immediately up in arms. Um, and that's you know, I mean, again, like just to just to rehash, I mean, dude, like. VAR should be used to make the difficult decisions slightly less difficult. Yeah. VAR doesn't need to be used to completely like screw things up. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to really feel VAR's influence, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't, you shouldn't really feel like it's there. It's a course. It's, it should be a course correction. Um, not like a and somebody who had the the great suite about about basically like well if the referees are still dumbasses who are running the VAR it's not helping <laughs> anybody you know like we already have three dumbass refs on the field we don't need to then add like four and five like <laughs> you know like three is enough that's actually pretty hilarious <laughs> I mean it's just so funny that human error can still be involved in the thing that's trying to get like machines involved to eliminate human error yeah but you still have to have like smart enough humans to press the button at the right time to like run that you yeah. know and I mean god damn we got screwed but that's it stings you know when indeed. you know when when the margins are this tight it stings yeah it does. It really, really does. So, and now we're at the bottom. So, looks like Orlando. Orlando lost um, their first game too. Orlando lost their first game. They got four goals scored on them. Yeah, from the Thorns. Um, Thorns smashed. The rain lost. Kansas City lost. We lost. Chicago lost. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Kansas City is missing Dabinia. They're missing a couple other starters, so it's a little bit slight asterisk mm-hmm. next next to that loss. But um, but the courage looked good, dude. Caroline wanted the ball; she was balling. Lucy looked solid. Yeah, um, Caroline's going to be a problem again. I mean, yeah, she, she is so good. She really, really is. I mean, the Spirit held on against a very good Rain team. You know, a lot of people were down on the Spirit in preseason, and they looked solid. 
Mark Parsons is there. Rodman had a great goal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a brawl fight this year. That middle of the table is going to be a brawl. And the wave the wave looked like they're just kind of becoming like the established power. I mean, with, yeah. with Morgan there and kind of the benefit of the the calls that she gets. And they have like um, two 16 year and a 16 year old and 18 year old forward scoring. I mean, it's just like, it's nuts. Yeah. They have a 15 year old they just signed who like looks good. So. Yeah. Um, and I will say what I, what I want from Thompson is, is more of that Caroline type of attitude um, mm-hmm. as she's playing. Like, I think the team is already hers and we could, we could, you know, McCaskill needs to go ahead and start supporting her. And yes. the, the transfer of power needs to happen like immediately. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like the whole thing doesn't need to run through McCaskill. It actually needs to run through Thompson. Yeah. Um. So even if that's maybe allowing her to play more centrally and allowing Endo that reign on the left side again, mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe even just starting moving her around just to see where we could get the most out of her. But the way that Caroline's always finding space and always kind of floating around and seeming like, positionless almost is what I want to start to see with Thompson and kind of using those, those fresh, like young legs to kind of, you know, really just be a menace out there to opposing defenses um, and just putting, putting way more pressure on them. Exactly. We, 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 we not putting pressure on the other teams and their defenses. Um, And I think that's a very, very good point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, closing thoughts. Anything else that we we didn't we didn't touch on? Should we go back to VAR and talk about how shitty that was? <laughs> <laughs> Are there v- more the, angles? We have varying degrees. <laughs> uh, here, let me let me read you. Let me see how you react to this tweet. Um, I'll pull this one up here. Give me a second. Well, um, I don't. I didn't share it with you and Jeremy or uh, Ramsey, but um, for those of you that follow the MLS subreddit, Monday is Meme Monday, and there was actually a Magic the Gathering MLS Meme Monday crossover, and it was pretty hilarious, and I loved it because I'm a Magic the Gathering player. But it was about VAR, and one of the outcomes was that crime is legal, <laughs> and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Man, that is over over my head, but um, I love that we're finding that funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, let Any me other see. MTG players out there, go check out me Monday for MLS subreddit. Um, this was from that Tracy account. Tracy. Tra- shout out to the Tracy account. Let's give the Tracy account its full name. What is yeah. its full name? I forget. X Vibes Treb Tracy. Who is a reporter and journalist and wrote for Angels on Parade, the now defunct... SB Nation soccer yeah. LA specific website. Uh, Tracy does good stuff. I like uh, like a lot of the articles they write and the stuff they post. Yeah. So Angels on Parade said Angel City fell um, in their home opener, but despite the loss, this is a team vastly improved from 2022. Yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word vastly improved. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then- and then Trevor Tracy says, it doesn't feel like it now, but this team is definitely way better than last year. I mean, I could... I'm s- like, what? Like, if it doesn't feel like it now... I think um, that's... I think it's the kind of thing of like, they're once they figure it out and it clicks that they're going to be great. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just, just not, not seeing sure. where that's coming from. It yeah. like feels like positivity for the sake of positivity, like still plenty to work on all caps. Plenty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, plenty, plenty to work on to work. But on. dude, the season's already began. Yeah. What, what are we working on? Like we're in it now. Yeah. It's not time to get to work. It's time to like play and win games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I, per, yeah, I don't know, I can't agree with the vastly improved statement. Um, I mean, I think there and are like, I'm, definitely I'm some positives. I'm always agreeing with this account too. I'm like, but this wasn't a terrible loss, all things considered. No, that was a terrible loss. I mean, it was um, I don't know if I'd call it a terrible loss. It was a very annoying and it hurt loss, but it's hard to call it terrible when we got dicked by the ref so hard. Like, yeah, it's a terrible yeah, I, loss I as a fan, saying, yeah. you know, but like. I don't know if that's a terrible loss for the team. Well, 
I mean, but consider going into halftime one nothing up. Yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing loss. For, yeah, but, yeah, we we gave up a lead and we had a, another egg for a second half. I don't know. I mean, I could make an argument that that's a terrible loss, but yeah, I, I would also kind of agree that maybe it's not a terrible loss. But yeah, I mean, rough start, but no need to worry yet. I mean, I'm I'm definitely worrying. Um, I'm holding my breath and like. I got some, I got some like kind of white knuckles going, you know, I'm gripping, I'm gripping my armrest right now of like, yeah. what, what are we going to do you guys? Cause I guess I kind of banged this drum a little bit last year, maybe too much, but I think it's going to kind of come out again this year. And it's just like, what is our pattern of play? How do we want to score a goal? Yes. You know, like yeah, what, exactly. what's, what's the stereotypical angel city goal? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm just still not seeing what that is going to be yet. And granted, yeah. we're one game into this season. But even like the beginning of last year to the end of last year, I don't know if we got that much closer to what is an Angel City goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if I was like, if you, you know, forced me to answer that question, I would say that it's a moment of brilliance from a forward. Right. Yeah, I mean... But dog, that's not a strategy. Exactly, and exactly, that's not a strategy. That's like something that you just hope happens every now and then because you got talented people out there right there's no sustained success with that strategy so um so yeah well yeah you you beat that drum and then i would always beat the drum of like i'm i love crosses i'm a crosses guy yeah like because at the very least i can see okay yeah well we're making an effort to kind of get to the end line and whip something in and good things happen when you throw the ball into the box yeah at the end of the day like good things happen when you force a defender to make a clearance because eventually they're going to fuck it up yeah so and like totally. maybe somebody will get it, get on the end of it. But, you know, I think yesterday, even in line with that, dude, we are the least threatening team on fucking corner kicks, dude, presented by Cedar Sinai. Cedar Sinai, I mean, mar- marketing team identified an, an opportunity. And I just, I don't think of corner kicks without Cedar Sinai anymore. Dude, eight Cedar Sinai corner kicks. Yeah. With not a single person coming close to putting something on frame. Yeah, man, this is they where are, I think like, we miss. Just go Gilles. short. Just go Gilles. short. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Um, just go short to Alyssa. I mean, like we got Endo doing these corner kicks. She can't. She can't get it in the air. It's into so the box. frustrating when it doesn't get past do the first defender. It's like you gotta get it past the first defender. You gotta get it past least. the first <laughs> defender. And if you can't adjust, right? Holy shit! Like. Don't just keep doing the same thing. Like we have zero percent corner. Like there, there's just no chance that we're scoring on these corner kicks. Yeah, got to do something different. Yeah, stuff. And we'll I see. hate short corner kicks. So at the same at the same time, I'm saying <laughs> that I'm like, also please don't do that. But <laughs> but seriously, like it's it, you know we can't we can't just keep doing these corner kicks. Yeah, I mean eight corner kicks. It's it's so many and like, you know, everyone's kind of like applauding for it, but just even the body language with the team, like when somebody's running out to kind of get those corners, like, ah, oh, shit, we got to do this again. <laughs> you know, the jog is like particularly slow to kind of grab the ball, pick it up, mm-hmm. put it down, you know, deep breath. All right, yeah. hand up. All right, here we go. And flunked, you know, and then just kind of we're running the other way down the field. And I'm like, oh my God, like... <laughs> You know, just put one person in the box and, you know, pass the ball to the other team and let's just kind of skip this whole process. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, set pieces are something, though, that you can theoretically, like, that is something we could look to improve and, like, actually expect some improvement, you know? Um, Yeah, for sure. Some of the other stuff can be a little more nuanced and harder and, like, you know, getting comfortable with the system just kind of takes time. To some degree, for sure. So I do think that's something that can be addressed, and I agree. Um, maybe go out swingers. I don't know. Yeah, go out swingers. I'm like I. I think McCaskill should just be taking all the corners. She's very. You know? I mean, that's exactly what she's good at. Yeah, she. That's that's what she's good at. Just yeah. use her big foot. Like you know, yeah. nobody else has a foot like that on the team. You know, even if she's having a bad game, she could always like put a ball in a dangerous position. Totally. And, you know, somebody like Reed or, you know, Charlie, totally. one of the taller players, Johnson looking very tall. Gordon, um, I'd love to see some Gordon header take goals flight. this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, Freya's got her work cut out, man. I mean, I think if if this season doesn't go well 
And if we miss the playoffs again, I'm like Freya out for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an ongoing conversation. I think her seat is definitely getting warm. I think no matter who you are, the seat's getting warm for sure. It cannot be another year of this. Yeah, yeah. Like struggling to hold leads, struggling to score goals. Yeah, I think, yeah, if it's a lot of lead giving up again, you know, if it's a lot of that kind of stuff, it's just going to be like, how do you not address this and fix this over time? Yeah, why why is this a consistent issue? I mean, no, like there's, and there's there's just got to be people out there that think this is an attractive job. You know, like yeah. Freya's, Freya's gonna, and like I the mean, coach. Yeah. This is where you can get around the salary cap as a big club. Like the coach's salary doesn't hit the cap. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna be the big club, you go out and get the best freaking coach because that is somewhere that there's no restrictions on you as an organization for spend. So I, you know, that's exact. That is where we really have to be, like spending money so absolutely so yeah yeah Yeah. i mean we got a new assistant this year so hopefully she's helping and you know is gonna influence the team but um but yeah we'll see we'll see we got a long season got a long season um looking forward to the next one at orlando um check that out on paramount plus and um and yeah, hit us up on Twitter um, if you want to keep the conversation going. If anything we're saying uh, sounds particularly terrible or sparks an idea, please let us know. Yeah, I'm at Jeremy Wrist, and Kyle is I'm Scoblevision. Scoblevision. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys out there, Angel City Twitter fam. Um, hope everybody is uh, is starting to cool down. This was a great session for me. I feel like I needed to get this yeah. out. Um, for I'm feeling better. Oh my God. VAR absolutely starting out as terribly as it possibly could with this NWSL season. Oh, let's hope it's only getting better from here, but they owe us one, two or three at this point. You can only go up, right? Can only go up from here. Hopefully (laughs) one would hope. Alrighty y'all see you on the flip side. All right, everyone have a good one.